dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I'd like to invite the children to come forward for the children's sermon. Good morning. <coughs> Smells like lilies. Sometimes soap does smell like lilies. Kind of funny that way. I have a book of pictures that I wanted to share with you, and it's got kind of a strange title. The title is called From, and we'll see that word in the book, but we'll see it mostly in the pictures. The darkness that covers the earth comes new life. the blazing sunshine. The winter tree so still and bare comes new life. Brilliant green leaves. The bulb under the earth comes new life. A pure white lily. Got a few of those up front here. The egg that looks so still comes new life. A fuzzy baby bird. The cocoon on the little twig comes new life. A beautiful butterfly. The grave in the side of the hill comes new life. the risen Christ. It's kind of what we least expect, isn't it? Which was what makes the story so great. Can you guys hold your hands? 
gracious God, we give you thanks for this beautiful day. We give you thanks for the rain that falls and the new life that you bring. Amen. So here we are, again, (laughs) telling the story that we know so well. But I want to start, obviously, with the gospel text. That's today's main story. But I want to start with those who first told the story. Because we know about Jesus coming back from the dead, but we often forget how it is that that happened 2,000 years ago. And this morning, our alarm clocks went off thousands of miles, thousands of years from that place. And we got out of bed and got dressed and headed to this space at this time. It started out with a woman whose name is Mary, Mary Magdalene. It's one of the details that all of the Gospels agree on, that it was the women at the tomb who first heard the story. But notice one thing that is also consistent. Everybody is scared. Now, how many of us got up this morning and were just scared about the day? Many of us? I don't think so. Maybe concerns about the devil's egg. Was it left out for too long on the counter? I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's a level of fear. But not this kind of angst of everything potentially coming crashing down. These women went to the tomb early on the first day of the week. A reminder for us as we hear back to Genesis and God on the first day with that same word of God that was risen from the dead that day who created all things. On that first day of the week, they showed up quietly to be at the tomb so no one would notice. Think about that. It's not exactly the way in which we go about going to church on Easter morning. We aren't scared to death in that same fashion. But there are a lot of things going on with us that I think are consistent with those first tellers of the story. We're not quite so sure how we find life. I find it interesting that the women would show up at a tomb, a place that looks like there is no life, and all of us this morning would have navigated the caution tape outside the sanctuary today and the debris-strewn property as we moved into the space, hardly expecting that we might see flowers and lilies on the inside based on how it looks on the outside. But there is a sense that something that couldn't be planned or expected has happened. Now think about that. As we move through this story of the resurrection, it's unexpected. It's unlikely In fact, as we put our modern scientific minds to work on it, it seems impossible. I don't know any other story that goes this way. All of the other stories we know, we show up at a funeral 
and it seems as if it is done. But not this story. But not this story. How many stories like this involve thousands of years later, hundreds of millions of people gathering to tell it? It suggests that there's something different. Time, in some ways, is different. We've had those moments in our lives where time seems to move very fast, usually when there's a test or an assignment coming up. And there are those times when time just drags out, and yet if we watch the clock, we know it's just measured in even increments. But not all of that scientific rationale can be brought to bear on life. It doesn't all fit into those boxes. We might see things like gravity or light, but what about things like love? What about those things like grief or joy? Things that don't lend themselves to being measured or quantified. As we gather on this day, we are mindful of all those things that don't fit neatly into boxes that for the most part, we all wrap our entire lives around. Rational or not, we gather our whole lives around things that are awfully hard at times to pin down. All of those stories, all of those stories about life and death, grief and joy, all of those things we carried bundled up inside of us, sometimes neatly and sometimes with all the zippers undone and spilling out for the whole world to see. All of those things are all of us as we gather on Easter morning. It's interesting to me that in the story, everyone is afraid. Have you noticed how several times in the text, the instruction is don't be afraid? I think that still holds true for us. There was a fear then of not knowing what's happening. And frankly, I think the fear for us today is that we don't know what's happening. We hear stories in our lives. We experience stories that create a sense of fear, discontent. We think of all of the things in our lives that leave us unsettled. And in many ways, that's what drives us here to this space. A reminder that when we are afraid there are things that we can hold on to that give context, but perhaps most importantly, life. It's in this season that we look outside and we see the flowers, we see the green bursting forth, we experience the rain, the water that gives life, just so we gather in this space past the waters of the font, Reminded that in our baptisms, God has given us life. All throughout the world, we hear desperate stories of people who are seeking a sense of hope. And I think that brings us back around to the women at the tomb. If we read the Gospel this morning, 
and read it through, we understand that if Mary Magdalene had not told the story, we don't know if necessarily we would be here today. So I think the challenge for us is in a world that is hurting, who is waiting for us to tell them the story? The story of life and hope, the story of light and joy. It's not expected. It's not anticipated. And it doesn't always fit into the categories of this world. But the way in which we live our lives shows the world around us that something unexpected has happened. And there is life and light, even when we least expect it. Amen.